Yo. Yo, dude. How's it going? I'm doing well. I'm all right, man. I'm all right. It's been a minute. It has. I always look forward to uh, our episodes, though. It always uh, it always makes me a little bit more happy. I don't know why. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So what's new? Um, I mean, not much, dude. Besides, like, it feels like a lifetime ago since we talked the last time. But uh, <laughs> since that, I, uh, I started a podcast with a friend. And then just working, grinding, you know, just just being the best I can, doing the inner work, you know. Love it, man. Love it. How you been? What you been up to? I'm good. Let's get to me in a second. I want to know about the podcast. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I told you a while uh, ago, I've been into the Bitcoin space. And so me and one of my friends, like you, one of my Twitter friends that, uh, you know, has become mm-hmm. like a close friend. We, we started a show called uh, Bitcoin Kindergarten. <laughs> and the whole uh, premise of the show is just like a radio call-in type atmosphere where we can have people come on and uh you know talk about bitcoin and their skepticisms and their questions and then so it's not only just me and my friend that are a part of the show we we just bring on a bunch of our other friends that are you know as interested in bitcoin and we just sit there and have conversations every thursday 6 p.m pacific time 9 p.m eastern time on discord and we've been doing that for i don't know three or four months now and it's just super fun. We just have a blast doing it, and we're just trying to, you know, make it as best a show and as informative as we can. So that's it's been pretty cool. It's a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. I'm glad you're doing that. Thank you, bro. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you guys have figured it out and actually enjoying it and that you have, like, one of the hardest things I've found is to find another person to do this shit with. Yep. On a constant basis, right? So, like... The fact that you have somebody, and it just it makes me makes me happy that you got somebody and that you're enjoying it. Maybe uh, maybe one day I'll be a guest. I'm not skeptical about Bitcoin. I just don't know shit about it. Well, you'd be the perfect guest, dude. Yeah, you'd be the I perfect so. person. Yeah, I think and so. it's like it's like an open format. So you know, we we for the beginning we were inviting people on, and now we just try to like funnel people in that. Or, you know, just want to want to learn and, and find things out. And we have like a pretty good solid crew of friends that show up every week. And we just sit there and hash out like the current events. And or or if there's someone new in the show, then then we'll, you know, go over their concerns. And, and that's, you know, we just like handhold the whole time. And so it's super fun because we can just get super cosmic and we can help people out. And it's like really amazing when we, when we have someone new there and there's like a moment during the show where you can just tell that it clicks for them. And it's just, it's just a wonderful feeling, dude. Oh, that click is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, dude. It's so dope. Like you can, you can hear the skepticisms in their voices and then towards the end, they're like, Oh shit. Like, I think I need to go buy some Bitcoin right now. (laughs) And you're like, let's go. We got to bro. But yeah, like you said earlier, like uh, having someone there, like it doesn't even matter what you're doing, but just having someone that holds you accountable, you know, to do what you guys set out to do is really, it's, you know, it's, it's almost like a secret weapon if if you know, and you use it well, because like by yourself, sometimes you're, you're a lot more lax and you sometimes need that push from a friend and you're like, okay, I'm like holding myself accountable. And so you, it's just like, 
you push each other to be better. And so it's super yeah. awesome. Yeah, man. It's, it, it, it's, it literally is like having, I don't even know how to describe it, but having that creative partner or having that person there that like one wants to be there and two adds to whatever you're doing is priceless. Yeah. Like literally priceless. And something that I think is, is really important for, I think all of us to sort of strive for. Right. Yeah. In that sense. Right. Like there's nothing, I, I don't mind individual podcasts, just like one spoken, but like the Joe Rogan podcast took off when he started having guests. Mm, Right. 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 Like he was just himself and then he had guests on. But the thing is, is that now really think about this. If he wasn't who he was, he wouldn't be on Spotify. Yeah. Right. Like he wouldn't he wouldn't have been able to make that jump is the fact that he was already famous and doing this. That was what caused all of the hoopla. A person like me, I can't just do what he did and expect to be there how he did it. Right. Yeah. So, like, for me, I would love to have, you know, a, a second person that wants to be there or a collective of people that just go, okay, what are, like, when are we recording? Yep. I, rarely, I rarely ever have anybody message me and say, hey, let's record. Okay. Right? And that's not a bad thing. It's just, like, um, I don't even know. What do you think? Do you think Waves even, like, denotes a second person though uh i mean only if it's like the right fit because i think your show and the way you you do it where you know you bring on person like someone that's on the same uh like mental plane and then you just kind of catch the waves and, and you go like i i mean i personally enjoy it it's a lot of fun when i go on there and yeah. unless unless i had the rapport with the other person then I'm not sure, you know, how it would work. But definitely if you kind of wanted to do the show, you know, not always with guests, but just like you and your co-host and you guys can surf waves and talk about topics and and just have like a consistent every week type show, then maybe that'd be kind of cool too. You know, just like you could have two aspects of the show, one where it's you and the co-host talking about stuff and then one like the same part of the show, but then you just, continue what you've been doing so you know it just depends on what you want to do with with your show and and what you think is uh the best for the people listening or and furthermore just what gets you the most excited you know yeah that's what it comes down to right yeah you wouldn't be doing what you're doing you wouldn't be doing the podcast or any of that stuff if it didn't excite you exactly right because it excites you you do it every thursday because you get to do it how fucking awesome is that yeah right right Right, like, um, I have two things. So the first one is um, I like the idea of having it kind of like two separate things. So like having a steady, like, um, like it would be like Waves 1.0 and Waves 2.0, right? Mm-hmm. Where like yep. one, 1.0 would basically be just me and the co-host, so like me and a surfing buddy, right? And we just go catch waves, right? Yep. Right. And like, it's just they call me up or I call them up and they're like, are we surfing? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Right. And then the other one would be like shows like this, where it would be kind of like a special guest and it might just be me and yeah. another person. Right. Yeah. So like me and, and me and some random guy, not random guy, but like a random like 
not a not a specific you know that this person's going to be there but like just me like me hosting it and having a, a guest on yep i think that would be dope yeah and, and then like uh just like the 1.0 kind of back to like how we've always been talking about the gary v stuff is like mm-hmm. it'd be just documenting your guys's journey every week and you know that's even even if it doesn't have like a an audience per se like personally to yeah. hear yourself and and be consistent on your own growth it you know like i think that have a lot of value too absolutely 100 percent. yeah um i really i like i love the idea of documenting i've always yeah, right. loved it though like when i was i mean i when i was i god man i was like a 10 year old kid when we got our first camcorder oh yeah right and so like i love just and obviously like whatever i filmed was absolute dog shit because i didn't know what the fuck (laughs) i was doing right but i loved it right like i and and i i i do love taking pictures i just don't like taking pictures of people oh okay interesting right especially not myself like i don't i fucking hate like selfie culture is one of the worst fucking things that is when the phone turned when when the phone started having two cameras i saw a decline in human beings Oh, interesting. In what ways? Because I, I think I've noticed that too, and it's funny you bring that up because I've been seeing the same thing. But I want to hear your points, and then and then I'll, I'll absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, so um, existence is about attention, right? Okay. We exist. We exist to gain attention. Like that's how we survive is attention, right? Okay. We just don't know how strong. Like think about it this way: the more that you don't get it, like the more that we don't get attention, we slowly fall apart. Okay, yeah. Right. We have too much because one, we're left by ourselves. That's why solitary confinement is so fucking nuts. That's why, like, even people in solitary would rather go back to the jail system. Think about yeah. that. They'd yeah, rather right. go back into jail than being by themselves. So there's got to be a reason for that. And it's what I think happens is the more that we pay attention to ourselves, we slowly start to pick away at that. And when we get attention from other people, that distracts us and allows us to not go as deep as we would normally go and just sort of um, stay, not necessarily on a surface level, but on a a level that we're comfortable being at without self-destruction. Interesting. Right. So now that the camera can turn around and we can see ourselves, like think about how, think about kids in mirrors. Right? Like, uh-huh. when a little kid sees themselves in a mirror, it's fucking amazing. Right. Right? Especially the first, second, third time. But even, like, think about it today. I bet you, you've looked in the mirror at least once today. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Definitely. Right? Whether you meant to or not. But some people like to go that extra level. They love seeing themselves. Yeah. So now you give them an opportunity to have a device where they can constantly see themselves all the time. And they don't get judged because it's not a mirror. Okay. We're going to take advantage of that. Yeah. Right. So now we don't feel alone because we can turn the phone around and take a, a picture and, and have that moment with ourselves saying, nah, we're, we're with it. We're with ourselves. Right. Like it's a really weird standpoint that I'm on, but that's the way that I look at it. Right. Is that the phone has led to an extra level of just being able to give ourselves attention, which distracts us from a lot of the inner work. Like, we don't need to take as many selfies as we, need, we do. Yeah. 
right? But we do. Why? It's like ego dopamine rushes. Exactly. Right? It's because <laughs> nobody else is giving us attention. So if we can put the phone onto ourselves, we can give ourselves attention and still feel sort of good. But it's yeah. an illusion. It's, a, it's yeah. a complete illusion. And the moment that you take that away, we feel that loneliness again. Hmm. Right. And, and so like, but attention is like literally everything. If you don't pay attention to a plant, it dies. If you don't pay t- attention to a relationship, guess what it does? Yeah. It dies as well. Right. And the more that you let it, you know, like go without giving attention, the more it suffers and the more that it eventually will not exist. Right. So as human beings, as, and I think that's an energetic thing. Like, I think that's down to like an atomic level. Yeah, the quantum quantum level. Yeah, that we just want that that energy seeks attention. Yeah. Right? Like it's it literally is if a tree falls in the forest, does it truly fall? Yeah. Right? If light isn't seen, is it really there? Right. And if we're light beings, then put all we of that to mass be seen. together. We have to be seen in order to feel like we exist. Mm, so so the turning putting that second camera on and making it so that we can flip our cameras back to us so that we can take that perfect shot of ourselves makes us feel a little bit better yeah i can see that right and so but what it's done is it's stopped people from looking out at the world and stopped them from looking in at themselves and only did turn the camera around so they see themselves. And that's it. Just their surface level. There's no mm. depth. There's no depth to a selfie. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's like the, the true attention that we need to pay to ourselves is what's going on. And really, when it comes down to it, let's get off the idea of that, um, it, that what I am is more important than who I am. Okay. Right. So I, I've been going through this thing in my head about this is going to go off a little bit, but we'll we'll pull it back in. Um, I've been thinking about the concept of culture. OK. Right. And I think it's the greatest divide that we have on the planet. OK. And people can think what they want about culture, but this is my stance on it, is that culture, because it is an English word, was created by white people. The concept well, of it. Right? I don't know about that. I mean, everyone has their particular cultures, right? Or traditions. Again, though, we're using a white word. But, I mean, I'm sure they have words for the same meaning, you know? But, again, we would bring it back into, unless you actually go and energetically be there with them, what I think we would find is that there's different ways to live, but that's not culture. Culture is a concept created by white people to keep everybody divided. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying that how people live is negative or positive. What I'm saying is the concept of going, that's their culture and this is mine, creates a divide. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can see that. I can see right? where you're coming from. Like at a very fundamental, like I, I see, I brought this up to a friend the other day and I'm like, the reason why nobody knows about white culture is the same thing that a fish doesn't know about water. Okay, yeah. If you're swimming in it, you're not going to know. The world is swimming in white culture. 100%. White, white culture is everywhere and we force it and push it on people 
as if we're Christian missionaries. <laughs> right? 100% we do. Like, I know this about white culture, but what, what people fail to understand is, is that white culture is about the study of human beings in a certain way. Like, in my opinion, science is a very white culture thing. Well, it's Western, right? Yeah, right? But Western is very white culture. Oh, well, I mean, it, like, the Greeks were considered Western, and they're not necessarily white culture. Like, Western, modern world. Not Western, modern world, but they, they well, came... Well, the, the, like the ancient moderns, or whatever you... Whatever but, but, the word but, but, okay, let's, let's do that, though. When you compare Greeks to um, the Persian art, like, the Persians, completely different. Yeah. Right? Just like when you compare um, the current United States, um, because that's what we're dealing with, right, is a way of living. So the Greeks had a way of living and people from Persia had a way of living. And those ways of living clashed. Right? Plus the fact that if they had that many, like if the Persians had that many people in their army, that would mean that they needed a lot more land. Mm-hmm. Right, so their way of living needed to take over a lot of other people's ways of living, but that doesn't mean that that was their culture. That's just the way that they lived. What I'm saying is, culture is a term used to divide. Eng- okay. The English, the English language, like there was. Do you know the story of the Tower of Babel, yeah. or the right, or the ba- <clears throat> like in in the in Babylonian? That yeah. was so. This is going to get a little bit crazy, too. Um, there's a belief in other um, sects of understanding in this existence that um, the, the Tower in Babylon, like that big fucking thing that they were building, was actually a space station. Mm-hmm. Right? And that space station was going to get them off of this planet. And the gods that were on this planet didn't want that to happen. Or the gods off of this planet didn't want that to happen and they destroyed the um they destroyed the tower and on an extra level gave different breeds of humans different languages to divide them Mm -hmm. and what that has done is given people like chinese people like this is what we don't um this is what white culture does so white culture acts like bleach which means that we go into a situation and we try and whitewash it, right? Translating anything, we should, like, deep down, it's about connecting to the experience with another person through energy and not words. Because well, words... Aren't, aren't words energy, though? Not enough. If, unless if you and I both know the word and both of us have a, the same understanding of that word, we will connect on a really deep level. But yeah, if okay. we know a word, but we don't have the same understanding, we won't connect that deeply. And if we know, if I know one word and like, an apple really isn't an apple. An a- a- apple, the word apple is a container to say that that object is that. But yeah. it isn't really that. It's just an object, right? And so like another person will have like that doesn't speak English will have a completely different understanding of that apple. Yeah. Okay. It's color, it's size. It's That's taste. right. 
And they're not incorrect. That's the way that they live. But white people try and take that away from them by going, no, 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 no. That's an apple. Instead of understanding them, what we like to do is we like to condition people to go our way because it's easier for us to live. (laughs) Right. And I would say that of the species on the planet, white, the white species is the most intellectual when it comes to the mind. Yeah. Okay. Right. Whereas like, look at as, as, as stereotypical as this is going to sound, think about professional sports. Where do white people still thrive? Uh, right. Hockey, because it's fucking cold, which is where, cli- <laughs> right, what, right, where white people live, right? Yeah. Tons, of, tons of white people live in very cold countries, right? So, like, even, like, Switzerland, Sweden, um, like, Russia, all of those areas where they're white dominant are cold, right? At least cold at some point in the year, right? So, like, we, we do that, but we thrive at that. We thrive at golf. Right? Golf's far more of a mental game than it is a physical game. Yeah. Right? We thrive at poker. Right? If you consider that a sport. (laughs) Um, We thrive at NASCAR, if you can consider that a sport. (laughs) Right? But NASCAR is not a a massive, like, yes, your body does take a fucking force, but driving's a mental game. Yeah. Right? But if you look at basketball, who dominates that? Yeah. Basketball is a physical sport. Who dominates that? The Oh, and soccer. White people dominate soccer. But that's only and that's not even necessarily true. That's only in our world of what we see about football. Like the the yeah. like that version of of football, right? That's only yeah. what we see. We only get to see these big leagues in Europe. But you never get to see the the leagues in any other country, which if we haven't done the math yet. White people are a complete minority on the planet. Are we not? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like, believe so. Globally, we are like, as, as, a, as a white person, I recognize that I am a minority globally, but maybe not so much in the power structure of how we are viewed in the world. And that needs to be paid attention to as well. Right? Doesn't it? Don't you think? I mean, I, I do... But I also feel like, like I, I'm, I'm kind of one to think of like uh, less government and and less of like, m- you know, making less rules to to let things balance themselves out. So while I see where you're coming from, I, I, I like I don't know what the correct way to find that equilibrium is. If you know what I'm saying, it's like, yeah, I feel, you know, if we give humans in a freedom and and the internet being one of those freedom tools um you know like the the cream of the crop of any any culture will come to the top they just need to have less barriers in their ways and you know if they just have if people have you know the opportunity to succeed at whatever it is they want to succeed and there aren't things that hamper that you know those uh 
mm-hmm. acceleration of their skills, then I think, you know, anyone from any culture, any any race, what have you, will will rise to the top and, and become better. And that's yeah. how I see like the internet and and even further like Bitcoin is is gonna help our future because now it doesn't matter where you come from. And and even with this whole corona stuff, you know, like remote work is becoming such a big thing nowadays. So it really doesn't matter where you come from as long as you have some basic tools, you know, like a cell phone or a computer and the internet. Yeah. Then you can put your mind in to do whatever you need to do. And, you know, like back to like the Joe Rogan, you just got to put in the time and, and make sure you keep putting out episodes and, and, you know, just be consistent and persistent with your message and your goals. And, you know, like you may fail. What's a you may fall seven times, but if, as long as you keep getting up, like you'll yeah. you'll be good to go. So, like while I do see what you're saying, a lot of what I have been thinking lately is like, okay, like how do we relax all the, you know, the rules and and the the like, I guess for lack of better terms, like the system that is so that people and humans can interact and, and figure out the best way for themselves individually to move forward. So like, you know, as long, if I can be the best person that I can be and and by that, I mean, you know, making sure that my life is well, but also, you know, my friends and family's life as well. And then once you have that figured out further, like, you know, my country or the world type thinking, then the world will be a lot better off. But I feel a lot of people have it backwards where Mm -hmm. they're willing to sacrifice their individualism and their, you know, what's best for their life personally for the greater whole. And I think it's a slippery slope once we get down that, that role. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know how to go about it to, you know, quote unquote, fix the problems of the world besides just like do the inner work. Like we say, you know, be your best, you know, acknowledge your faults and your weaknesses but also acknowledge your strengths and then double down on your strength and you know right. like just do do the best that you can to be you know all you can be as as corny as it sounds but it's <laughs> like you know you got it like you got to be on your healthiest and you know mentally spiritually financially before you can try to help others it's back to the like um in the airplane you know put your oxygen on mask on first before you try to help others yeah, And so that's definitely like the point of views where I've been going down of like, okay, like I, cause I, I've always wanted to help people. And I think that's kind of why I do the podcast and stuff and, and join you on this one is like, I mm-hmm. enjoy talking with people. I enjoy helping people, but sometimes you got to realize personally, like, are you really in the, in the space to help others? If, if you aren't, you know, 100% in everything you're doing. And so I just, you know, I'm trying to just like be here now, be the best I can be in the moment and actualize my, not potentials, but my skills and what I'm good at. And I think the rest will, you know, will work itself out. And if everyone did that, then like, I think the world will be better, but it's mm-hmm. it's a lot easier said than done. And, and not everyone's on the same wavelength that we are. So, you know, we're definitely battling with a lot of different consciousness at the same level and, and trying to see like what's the superior way to to live and and to be in society so we're definitely in a strange times but i, I think it's like a beautiful time like uh it's always darkest before the light and so yeah man well, I, I i don't really know no i'm see the thing is you i i don't even think you'd be surprised at how close we are on the same thing 
Oh, yeah, I don't doubt it. Right. Like all I'm doing is bringing up what I think are facts about the world that we live in, which is like we don't see we like to like blame white people for stuff, but we don't like to understand why it happens. And so I like to explain why it happens, but people don't for some reason take me seriously, even though I'm white. Now, like, let's flip it. If I were to go talk to a black person and say, no, 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 this is how your culture is. This is how you people are. Right. I'm a fucking racist. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But that's what happens to white people all the time is we get told what our culture is when we know exactly what it is and we know it better than you. And that's why white people are on top is because we're mentally strong. But the thing is, is that that doesn't mean that that's how we need to act. It means that we need to recognize that's a part of who we are, not what we are. Right. And I think that's what it comes down to, right? I think what you're talking about is um, being an individual within the con- collective. So being that like white dot within the black part of the, the yin-yang symbol or being that black dot within the white part of the yin-yang symbol, right? Like mm-hmm. being that individual, standing out, but also still being a part of the collective, right? Now the collective is the what, but we've forgotten to be a who, like, we've legitimately forgotten to be that. When, like, if I were to say, who are you, right, how would you describe yourself? Mm. Yeah, uh, I don't know, like, a creative seeker, someone that seeks truth, a pilgrim. Uh, right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So, something along those lines. A seeker of truth, capital T. <laughs> right. But those those still fall somewhat into like they're they're further along in, in the evolution of what right from like very simple to like more complex and abstract. But like that's almost the same as like answering I'm a Christian. No, no, that's what you are. Who are you? Well, that's super a difficult. For, right. And, and, and but that's the thing. Like we don't know because we don't fucking explore it. Yeah. Who you are is a being that has an opportunity on this planet to experience something that you will never experience ever again. That's who you are. Right? Down to the... And if we can look at that as ourselves and other people, I think we would start to actually be able to experience the world that we live in as Eden and not the hell that we've created it. Yeah. In that sense. Right? So, like, but I think that's what it comes down to is allowing every single... To look past the what and see the who. Right. We look at a black person as black, but we don't see who they are. We look at a white person in the same way. We look at a woman in the same way. We look at someone that dresses up like a woman, but is a man the same way. We look at we judge them on what they are, not who they are. Right. It shouldn't matter what what skin tone, what what gender, what sex, what orientation I am. What what should matter is how I treat you. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. And if I treat you with respect constantly on a daily basis, it really shouldn't matter what else, what I am, because who I am is an actual person that gives a fuck. Yeah. And I think that's the missing ingredient in the equation that we're looking for. Right? We like to, yeah. we've, we've been conditioned to see the what. What's the problem? Right. They're Christian. They're they like to kiss men. 
right? That's a what situation. But those two people are whose. And they deserve a little bit, a deeper understanding of why they're kissing or a deeper understanding than, oh, I don't like him because of his skin tone or because, you know, she's a woman or even in class where they have money and I don't have any. Right? Yeah, definitely. Right. But that's like more like on a societal level, right? Because I mean, personally, you and I, I can say, and you know, I've only really communicated with you so so much, but I, I know I can say that you and I definitely go about our lives in the latter sense of like, I don't, you know, I don't really look at skin color. I, I don't care about your sexual orientation. No. It's more like, how do you view the world? And are you, you know, are you a respectful person? And, and you know, are you, are you trying to actualize your, your well, your, your skills in your life? And because, you know, we, we only have so much time. You can't really deal with the drainers around, you know? That's right. And it, it. it goes deeper though, too, right? Like it really comes down to this. If I treated you like a bag of shit, how frequently would you want to talk to me? Never. Right. So like <laughs> we, like we, they, they call it an inner child, but it's really an inner being. And that inner being is super innocent. And deep yeah. down, we just want people to notice us, pay attention. Like, it's the kid on the diving board that constantly is like, Dad, look at me, look at me, look at me. Right? Right? And always just wanted his dad's attention. And maybe that's the motivator that gets that kid to the Olympic Games, where his dad finally pays attention to him. Right? Mm-hmm. But, like, we want that attention. We want people to give a fuck about ourselves, like, about us. Mm-hmm. I think deep down. Right? And... We, as individual beings in a collective society, allow too many things to get in the way of that baseline. Okay. Of just, can I treat this person fairly or will I cause them pain? Right? And then on the flip end of that, go, will this person, will I be able to, like, will this person treat me fairly or will they cause me pain? Yeah. Right. Because pain is like it all comes down to time, essentially. Right. Even you said it. I have two hours and then dinner. Yeah. Right. It all comes down to time. And time is only a way to explain existence, meaning that you will exist for a while and then you won't exist. That's basically it. And um, fuck, what, what were we just talking about? Uh, I, I'm not. I, I'm not exactly sure. The last thing I said, I was trying to follow what you were saying. Right. Uh, I had a good point, and it has to do with. Um, oh well, I can't. I can't totally remember it. We'll get back to it. I know that because it's an important <laughs> topic. Like we're we're. It's oh, it's it's really like, um. Energy and time, right? Yeah. And, you know, like how people say time is money. Well, maybe time is energy. Right. And we only have a really childlike look at it because we've never really grown up as inner beings. We call it an inner child because normally that's when trauma strikes for the first time. That's when we learn shame for the first time. That's when, you know, like Adam notices that he's naked and wants to cover up. Right. That is pain. Trauma is pain. Pain slows us down. Pain stops us from having as much true 
experience on this planet as possible. So, well, and but it also it also like propels you forward. And, yes. And like you know, you got to put your hand on the stove to know what's what, and so pain is definitely like a a building block for transformation. One hundred percent. Like there's like if you really think about it, and pain is and and pain. There's a part of in within pain the concept of resistance. And resistance is how we grow muscles. Resist, like resistance is what growth is, right? It's it's the concept of a rock in a hard place, or um, an object will stay in motion until an equal and opposite force stops it, right? Yeah. Okay. Growth is perpetual. No matter what, it is always going to happen. And when we are in, like, imagine growing up. And instead of during sleep, we have our growing pains. But in like waking life, we have our growing pains. Where you literally feel your body growing. Like how, like babies, babies when they're teething are crying because their teeth are fucking growing. Yeah. Think about now your bones growing while you're sitting in eighth grade math class. Are you going to be super excited about what five plus five is? <laughs> Probably not. No, right? So like, <laughs> you know, we, we, and you know, like, so like we, we, we avoid pain because we don't like it. But the more that we resist it, what happens is um, the stronger we are, we, it, it literally is a fucked up way of looking at it, but it grows us the strength to eventually be able to deal with that. Yeah, I don't think it's fucked up at all. I think, yeah, I think that's that's like how I view my world, you know. And and now personally, like, I like that uh, metaphor you said of, uh, like, in sleep if we had, or in waking life if we had growing pains versus like in sleep having growing pains. Mm -hmm. And just to like extrapolate that idea, I feel like personally in in my life since the last time we talked is like growing pains in waking life instead of just like sleepwalking through my life and going through things. And, you know, like, why me? Like, why am I going through all this? Mm-hmm. Lately, it's been like, okay, these are just obstacles to overcome and they're going to make me better and stronger and, and, you know, successful or what have you. And, and like, bring them on because like, I'm, I'm awake for them and versus just like not seeing what they're for it's like okay you know i i I was born for this moment and and i will overcome it and not just like bury it but you know like accept it acknowledge it and 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 conquer it you know like what we're meant to do you know co-creators of this world and and my you know co-creators of my personal uh like reality in my personal in my own personal world versus just like uh the acceptor of fate or what have you, you know, like reality isn't just happening to me anymore. I, you know, I'm, I'm co-creating that reality and it's, you know, like growing pains and waking life versus mm-hmm. just like sleepwalking through it. Well, you're essentially surfing those waves, yep. right? Instead of swimming, instead of drowning, instead of just, cause like <laughs> there's different ways to move through life if you really want to look at it, but they're waves. Mm-hmm. They are like, there's, um, there's light waves, there's sound waves, there's tons of different waves. Beings of light are waves in, of, in and of themselves. Like we have waves inside of us and how we choose to go through those waves is how we will experience life. Mm-hmm. Right? There's going to be times when you wipe the fuck out. 
right? And in those times, it's how you deal with wiping out that makes you who you are. Yeah. Right? That's it. Down the line. If you fucking pack it in, you're just like, fuck this surfboard. I'm not doing this shit anymore. And you fucking pack it up and you go and you do something else. That's how you chose to live with life. If instead you went to your car, you got your spare surfboard and you said, no, I'm dealing with this right now. Right? That's how you deal with life. And one of them allows us to, and don't get me wrong, both of them will still have pain. Yeah. Walking away and not dealing with your injury, whether it be a physical one or a mental one or an emotional one, will cause you pain throughout your life. One, you deal with it as soon as the moment that you start fucking dealing with your pain, the moment you start actually healing. Yep. And, you know, like the people that, it, let's go with him again, like good example, Gary V. Bet you that guy just deals with his shit right away. Yeah, right. But I can't see him fucking bottling stuff up. Right. If it's important to him, he probably talks to the person about it. And if it's not important to him, he finds a way to just let it go. Right. And just move on because what he's doing about his life and how he lives is what's important. And here's the key to him. Right. Not to the world, not to his family, not to anybody else, but just him. And because he has that on lock, He's able to look at the rest of the world in a different point of view. Exactly. Right. From an inside out point of view of going, I'm okay. And it's not up to me to make you okay. But because I'm okay, there's a little bit more leeway in my life and I can help. Yeah. Right. And he does that. And I think that's super dope. Right. There's a lot of people who are the same in monetary value, in a whole bunch of standing. Like, there's more powerful people in the world that are shittier people than Gary Vee. <laughs> right. Right. And, you know, like, not to, to really talk the guy up, because, like, I've only met, like, I shook his hand, but that's about it. Right. But, you know, like, gave him a dope blessing and, like, just at least, you know, like, internally said thank you for, like, what you do. Right, because not enough people actually do what he does at that type of scale. If you know what right. I mean, if you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like, like he. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is is that now let's go back within it. Like, I think I would fuck. Like, I think I would give him a mind fuck on like what I would say to him because this is basically I think who he is. Okay. So, because he had to learn to deal with his shit at such a young age, he mastered dealing with his shit by an even younger age of, like, 13. So, he already had the building blocks of dealing with shit mastered, like a fucking Chinese kid learning to play violin. (laughs) Okay. Right? You you think that a a kid, like a 35-year-old kid that played violin, like a Chinese kid or Korean kid or whatever, that played violin to a certain age... And then finally gave it up because they didn't like it. You don't think that 35-year-old or 55-year-old could pick up a violin and still play? Oh, you could for sure play. 100% because they mastered that thing. Now, 
we only look at mastering as physical. But you can master emotional and mental stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? And my guess is, is that he mastered dealing with shit super young. So it's just a part of his DNA. Right? It's just, you know, like, it's just who he is. It's his autopilot. He doesn't have to worry about it because it's automatic. Where a lot of people, we did not deal with our shit. Yeah. And so our autopilot has those freeze up moments where we were just like, and that's what we're uh, getting back to it. That's pain. That's the avoidance yeah. of pain. We don't want to go through the pain to get to the other side and see the growth. Mm-hmm. But growth is pain and pain is growth. Yeah. So if you want to continue growing, guess what you have to continue to embrace? The uncomfortable pain. Right. And the moment that it becomes comfortable pain, what do we need to do? Find some more mountains to climb. That's right. <laughs> right. And the thing is, is what, how, how fucked up this is going to sound. We would rather do that than not exist. I can see that. Right. So if you're going to exist anyways, and this is the battle that I go through daily. Like, I'm saying this to myself more than anybody. Right. <laughs> right. Don't we always. Right. Is <laughs> right. Like is to embrace more mountains daily. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like really take advantage of the time that I exist in, because at some point I, I won't. At some point I won't be here and I can continue yeah being upset about what bothers me about the world, or I can get to um, actually living a life that I want to live. Yeah, exactly. Right. And we get so caught up in um, the what of it all that we forget again about the who. Right. Like, who am I? Who do I want to be? Right. And, you know, really, who I am is a feeling. What I am is all the stuff that describes that feeling. But really deep down, I'm a feeling and a frequency, and that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And that's super... A vibration. That's right. Right? And when I'm at my best vibration, fuck, dude, I feel like there's nothing in the world that could ever get me down. Yeah. Period. Right? It's one of the... It's that click internally where everything's just on fire and it's sort of like, oh my God, now I understand why I'm here. Yeah. I'm here to feel who I am at a very strong level. And the thing is, it doesn't fucking matter if anybody else knows that. Yeah. Like, I don't have to change the world to feel really, really good about myself. Yeah, I heard that. Right. I just have to go and experience what I want to experience. So if you see something that like yesterday or the day, no, yesterday, I, um, so you asked me what I was doing, right? Like what I've been up to. Yeah. Right. Okay. So recently I reconnected with an old friend, like a a friend that I met a a few years ago Uh and, um, over board games. And I'd always, 
and I'd always wanted to make my own. All right. So we, me and this other person, unofficially started a board game company. Really tight. Right. And we're um, slowly, so I'm creating a game that this is the, the, the depth of where the game exists. I'm creating a game that people play in a fictional show on a fictional planet, like in a, in a, in a world that I'm creating. Interesting. Yeah. And it's a game that they play in that. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> what it has done is it's, it, when, so, so what I do is every month I put about $250 towards research and development and what research and development is, is going out, buying games and playing them to a, on, on like multiple different levels from like, yeah. um, from a, a playtesting type consumer level to, okay, what were they thinking when they created this idea? And I break down the game in my head and what it, what it has done is, um, allowed me to like what I do best I think is and this is why I consume tons of content is I connect dots so I can see how things fit together like how um, mechanics can see an automobile I can see human beings and like the working parts of their internal system okay Um, so I do the same thing with the games and dude when I am doing that, I feel like I'm at my best. Like it brings out another part of me that I don't necessarily really get to show other people because most of the time I'm doing what they like to do. Yeah. Right. And so creating, like I've always, always, always wanted to, um, I always wanted to sell a screenplay and I did that in 2013. I wanted to write a book and I finished that in 2017. Right. My dad used to make board games for a living, but had a failed venture, so they didn't go anywhere. But I always wanted to create my own board game. So I'm doing it. Yeah, so I'm doing it. And I don't give a fuck if it's only one copy, and it's mine, and it's at my house. (laughs) Or if it's a million copies and people are playing it all over the world. I literally don't care because I'm doing it for me. Yeah. Right, just like this episode. Right, we could have, we could just be guys that talk on the phone and, and connect every once in a while, and I'm okay with that too. Right, but the fact that we like to do something creative like this, right? But I hope that you're still doing it because, like, for you. Yeah, most doubt, definitely. Right, and then secondary, going cool. And now I get to do it with, like, we get to record with, like, I get to record with X and X gets to record with me. Because that adds a second yeah. layer of, like, awesomeness to it, right? But I do this for me because it allows me to, allows me a multiple of different things. Um, imagine if at a very deep level when trust is involved, it allows us to go internally into the other people and get to use... Um, or in a different way of looking at it, get to play with like your toys and you get to play with mine. Yeah. Right. And as long as we leave the stuff the way that we found it, which is what trust is all about, 
right? Being there and not fucking that other person up, right? Um, we get to have the benefits of it. So you get to use my brain, my imagination, all of those things when we get together and I get to use yours. Yeah, definitely. Right. And the way that we do it is through language and sparking um, interesting thoughts within each other that then get more information on the table that we can then use to continue to build with. Yep. I'd agree with that 100%. Right. So like I, that's, that's what I enjoy about doing these and with, I have that rapport with like everybody that I do these shows with and, but they're all different and unique. Like you and I have a different, like I'm, I learned to understand people on an individual basis way early in life. Yeah. Okay. Right. So like, are are there's no no one show is like or or like you, our shows are all the same basically because you and I connect in a certain way yeah but another episode of waves is going to be completely different because that's how me and that person connect yeah definitely right and so like that's the beauty of um that's the beauty of waves and that's the beauty i think of me which is i just i would much rather get to know how we connect so we can have fun yeah right right like nobody it's it's uncomfortable like not a not a good uncomfortable dealing with people that you don't want to deal with <laughs> yeah right like think <laughs> about that right like it's it's just not fun right yeah you don't want you don't you're not springing out of bed going oh i can't wait to deal with this person today yeah exactly right like i would say that okay well i'll ask you this what percentage do you think workplace um like lack of morale is based on people having to deal with people that they don't want to have to deal with like in in the in the broad sense, like in in society, yeah. Is that what you mean in general? Yeah. Um, geez, it's probably pretty high for the most people. I don't know, sixty, sixty, seventy percent or something. I don't know. I'm with you. Yeah. Right. I think the same way. Right. I think it's. I think it's pretty high. I would even go to eighty. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. Right is the discomfort in the place of business has nothing to do with the job that they're doing, but the people that they're doing it with. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, you know, that's, that leads to a whole bigger topic that we are not you and me, you and I could get through it as a discussion. Right. But like <laughs> as a society of going like, well, are we really living the best way for us? Are we optimizing this planet? I'd say probably not. No, and I would agree with you because there's, you know, if there's, there's one, we live in a bubble where we forget that animals also have consciousness, trees have consciousness, plants have consciousness, pretty much everything on this planet, including the pavement on the ground, has some form of consciousness. It's just we can't relate to the pavement on the ground because the message that it would relate to us would be we receive it after it's decay yeah okay it's moving that slowly right but there's still yeah. a form of consciousness there because it 
it, it, um, asphalt can do something that we can't do. It has to know to do that. It has to be able to think somehow to be able to bind together and go together and go, hey, we don't mind all of these other ingredients, like all of these ingredients together to become one thing. So they have to, they have, to have some form of communication. Communication has to have some sort of conscious form. But we only see through the lens of being a human. Yeah, if it doesn't speak words, it's not communicating. That's right. Because, <laughs> and, and again, again, you really only find that in places where what, it's white culture dominant. Think of, the, think, of, think of the people that lived on this land before us, like the, the Aboriginal people, like the natives or, or whatever you'd want to call them, whatever's the correct term of today, Right. Think about those people. They didn't speak English. They, like, they may have had language between themselves, but like a big part of their existence was connecting with everything around them. Everything, right? Trees don't talk, but they could connect to the trees. Or the spirit of the tree or what have you. That's right. On an energetic level, and that's all it is, right? Like if we really saw, imagine seeing this planet in code but the code formed shapes. So like you saw a tree, like lines of code running upwards yeah. or downwards, right? Throughout it. And you got to see like the internal parts of it. And you got to see like some of the, some of it. And it's colored in like, I'm looking at a tree right now and it's got green, like it's, it's got, um, I fucking don't know what type of tree it is, but I'll look at this other one. Cause I won't be able to describe, but like green leaves, Right. And then, like, brown bark going in internally. So, like, imagine seeing a tree, lines of code like that, right? And then you'd be able to see, like, the internal, all of that, right? That's, um, fuck, where was I going? Lost track of that. Um, well, you just reminded me of, like, the Matrix. Yeah. yeah. It's always going to come back to the Matrix. It's always going to come back to the Matrix. <laughs> Always, man. Like, because until we recognize that, well, okay, let's be real. We can have our, we can be 99% sure that of what we are and what we exist in and what, what all of this stuff is, but there's still going to be that, that percent that is unwhole. Again, the yin yang symbol, right? There's always going to be a little darkness and light. There's always going to be a little light in the dark. Right, so we can't be certain what this is, but my guess is it's simulation, by far. So you you definitely fall into the the uh, simulation theory. Yeah, but I wouldn't yeah. label it. I wouldn't label it like that. I would label it. It's ah oh, fuck. It's difficult. But hold on, like, is your simulation theory like? Where we're just all like consciousness in some kind of super cosmic computer, or more so like because I, I kind of I kind of fall into the simulation camp, mm-hmm. but I, I but I, I don't really believe it in the sense of like we're all just plugged in into a supercomputer, you know, some kind of cosmic supercomputer or something, right? But more so like it's like a you know, like a like a live action role playing game but the game is you know like master the spiritual level and so 
you know, like it is a simulation in the sense that you're, you know, you're going through this physical game world or what have you, Mm -hmm. but you know, you're, you're the, you know, you're the ghost in the machine. You're the spirit that's caught in, in the material. And, you know, like I, I don't, I don't know like the end game of it, but I, I've been kind of reading uh, stuff on like the law of one where, you know, like how you said earlier, like every, you know, everything has consciousness and mm-hmm. it's all essentially, you know, the one cosmic, cosmic thought of the one infinite creator. So it's just like, you know, it's all different manifestations of infinity. And we, you know, as a little microcosm of the macrocosm have what the one infinite creator has which is that conscious consciousness and Mm -hmm. so you know it's i guess for lack of better terms like our our goal or our mission to actualize that understanding within yourself that christ consciousness of you know like i am god but so is everything else and to reflect that as a mirror and realize that you know what's how they say in the Beatles one is like I am you and you are me and we are all together what have mm-hmm. you so like in the sense of like okay this is all one cosmic thought and I'm a part of that thought and so is everything else and now if I can live with that understanding and not only live with that but continuously be in that you know that understanding that vibration then you know you can make all your dreams come true as corny as it sounds but it's Mm -hmm. like once you're once you have that fundamental understanding of how the universe works and you're always at that you know understanding and and it's hard as a human because you know we're our own worst enemy and so we either get caught in the past or thinking about the future but when you're in that moment you know consistently Mm -hmm. you can you know you can realize it's like yeah man like this is some sort of simulation. This is some sort of, you know, like soul game that, that you're a part of. And when we just don't really know it and we, you know, we get lost in the material realm and, and we get distracted from, from, you know, the, the real game going on because we're so caught up in our little personal stories and our little movies where Mm -hmm. we, you know, we forget about the, the real game going on and, it just it kind of goes back to what you're saying about selfies and 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 stuff like that where you know we we get so caught up in the surface of things and and distracted by people or wanting people to acknowledge us where the real thing that you need to do is just acknowledge yourself and you know like be be you and and like let your freak flag fly and and do things for yourself and be your own mental point of origin where you can do things not just for yourself in a selfish, you know, in a selfish way, but in like a a sort of selfish way of like, this is what I want to, you know, emanate into the world. And so this is what I'm going to do, regardless of all the ridicule and and the doubt. It's like, this is, this is what I need to be doing. And I don't think a lot of people, you know, live in, in that point of view. They're, they're so worried about what the other thinks of themselves when it's just like, their own personal judgments being reflected through other people and, and they get caught up in that game. They get in caught in the, you know, karmic traps or what have you. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny too, that you, you bring that up because like, if you really do think about it simulation wise and you do think about it dream wise, um, 
going on the the line of like to think is to create our thoughts then create the reality that we're in and i think as energetic beings emotion is what we really are right or at least our expression right um of who we are and as we experience this world we give off emotions which then lead way to attaching those to thoughts and the system picking up the heavier thoughts and going that's what they want right those are the ones with weight so let's give them more of that and we then experience more of the emotion that we are having there whether that's good or bad until we slowly don't have those emotional feelings towards that and it stops creating that for us and it starts creating what we actually have emotional weight towards yeah i'd agree with that right and so that's you know but that's the simulation listening like here's how i describe it we get our life force from the planet like if you were to imagine a direct line of light going through your feet down to the core of the planet right and then um going and that's coming imagine that coming upwards into you you then are shooting data up into the atmosphere into space and space collecting that formulating all of that and then cycling that back into the planet mm-hmm. and it going up through us and through that that's how i think we experience life oh, right? i agree i mean it's basic like uh it's a basic um, like formation or form of nature. Like think of the apple core, you know, like that's, I, that's how I view what you just told me. Yes. Like we're the core of the apple and our energetic field is, is the, you know, the skin and, and the fruit and all that. And it's just, yeah. Are you, uh, are you, you know, manifesting the vibrations that, that you really want or are you getting caught in, in those like, you know, in the mode of, of, you know, frightened and and you know scared and and that's where people like uh manifesting that they don't really want but that's the energy that they put out a hundred percent no i'm with you on that like and and also think about this um our emotions aren't creating the our emotions are an expression of the current moment creating a future moment down the line. So how we're feeling today is going to create some moment in our cycle of existence that we will experience because of how we feel right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And I look at those kind of as tests. So let's say that there was something that was either bothering you or bothering me and we worked through it. Um, that's only one part of the equation. The, the the next part is to test our emotional um, response, which to me is our emotional guidance operating system, which funny enough actually creates the word ego. Right. And, okay, yeah. Right. So I firmly believe that our ego is our emotional guidance operating system. That's where we create our identity in. We've just gotten lost in the idea that an ego is a negative thing when an ego is just yeah. a thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Right? You can have a really, really strong ego. Mother Teresa had an amazing ego. Really, really strong. She just was confident in herself and what she did. Right? Just like yeah. Gandhi. Gandhi was, you know, still had a very 
you know, we just look at, we, we like to look at the negative of ego. Like we like to look at the negative of a pit bull. Yeah. We judge what we're afraid of instead of embracing the pain. But there's nothing wrong with an ego. It's our emotional guidance operating system. And really, when you want to look at it from a mathematical point of view, it's the body. So it's our avatar. Okay. Right? Um, is the ego. It's our coding. It's, our, it's the... Um, like, what exactly is your phone? Is it the software or is it the hardware? Right. It's both. It's both. And so, neither. <laughs> <laughs> at, a, at, a, at a very fundamental, it's just energy, right? It's, yeah. it's what we're really talking about. But you got the point, though. You immediately knew what I was talking about, right? Yeah. Right? And it's the same thing with us. So, like, you know the movie Avatar? Yeah, like with the blue, with the blue people, right? With the blue people. When yeah. he was in that body... He felt like he was that being. Yeah. And the more that he merged with the body, instead of forcing the body to merge with him, he became more powerful as that being. Human beings like to control our bodies instead of letting the body dictate the path that we walk. So like listening to your gut and your instinct? That's right. Your body's trying to tell you, hey, this is what... I want to do. Yeah. Right. But we disconnect and like it's, it's an equation. It's mind plus body equals soul. So deep, deep down, you are a soul, right? That's who you are. But you, as a soul, the soul is, think of it. Here's how I look at it. So there's, there's your um, planetary coding. And that's your body. That's what you like. You're playing. Let's say that you're playing the virtual game Earth. And this is what it is. Right? If somebody else were watching this on a computer screen, they thought they, they'd think that they were playing The Sims. Yeah. Right? You and I just, I'm walking around my apartment waving my hands. You're doing whatever in your end. And we sound like we're talking gibberish. Right? Because they don't <laughs> give a fuck about what language we're speaking. Right? But, um, that's oh fuck oh with the uh the the avatar but you and i um are um the combination of a ton of cosmic coding that runs through our system right that makes us uniquely us there's a line of code inside of you that makes you uniquely you that nobody else in existence will ever have yeah. And then there's a bunch of shit that everyone has shared before. Yeah. And that's what makes you you. That's what makes you special. If you can find that line of coding and understand that and really break it apart and study that, you would find everything that makes you special and become probably the truest version of yourself. Yeah. Right? It's just we don't even know to look for that line of coding because we get blocked by this idea that ego is bad. But ego is the emotional guidance operator. So if you've gone through a traumatic thing in the past, your emotional guidance is going to say, react this way. But 
just like it's important to steer a horse in the right direction when the body goes off course it's important for the mind aspect of it to come into play and go no 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 let's go this way it's going to be okay just trust me let's go and the more that you trust yourself you're going to the body will trust to walk in a certain direction the less it trusts you think about it really think about it the less the body trusts that it will get through what it's going through it's not going to do it yeah right and we um and and the thing is we're correct it is us because it's not fair to think that we're only the mind right we're the combination of mind and body creating a soul and that's who we are and the more that we connect to the bot the mind to the body the better we have consciousness connected to the emotional guidance operating system continuous flow of energy through it wiping it like an oil flush, like you know like flushing your your fluids whether it's in your body or in your car to make it run better that's what we're talking about right if you we used if we used consciousness to cleanse our emotional guidance operating system we would live completely different lives and i i I like this line of reasoning because uh i like since the last time we talked i think i like kind of was touching on that that idea of of like i'd been shedding layers and and personally i that's what i feel i've been doing the past couple of months you know the inner work of of acknowledging you know whatever traumas or or shame or or you know insecurities that i felt in in my own life and then like acknowledging them and then like you said you know trying to find that unique code within my own being that like you know to push those forward to actualize those moments and and to access and realize you know my uniqueness and what i'm you know able to offer the world that no one else is able to and and you know trying to push that value as as much as possible and so it's definitely been like a trying time but also one of the most exhilarating times because it's like all right you know, no longer sleepwalking, you know, like, this is who you are, this is what you're good at. Now, how do you put that into action and, and provide value to the world and, and value to yourself and, and, you know, be, be what you're quote unquote meant to be and be the best that you can be. And it's, you know, like, it's a lot of work and, and it's not always fun, but like from this side, you know, like it's definitely been rewarding. Mm hmm. Right, because you're doing the work. Yeah. Right, and and the more that you do the work, like it's it's it, it's all muscle. At the end of the day, you're sculpting yourself into becoming the best version of you. Right, and yeah. if if you think about it, this is um, I'm glad that we could get to this spot because don't think of it as the 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 combination of Y O and U. Look at it as just a you right so now look at the term soul soul could be like if if you really wanted to look at soul soul could be s-o and then in brackets u-l which means light and your coding right that's what we are we're we're light We're, we're beings of light but we're special beings of light, meaning that we recognize our individuality. 
Yeah. So there's a you within that light that needs to be discovered. And that's what a soul is. Soul is discovering. That's all this is. That's all being on this planet is, is discovering who you are and then seeing what you do with it. I'd agree 100%. Mm-hmm. As, as going through that process, would agree 100%. Yeah, it's a, it's a, <laughs> and it's a process, isn't it? Yeah. Because really get deep, deep down is a deeper connection to yourself. Yep. Right. And you have to go through, you literally have to look at yourself in the mirror. All, I'm not even like in, in the virtual mirror and go like, who am I? And be willing to look at it objectively going, oh, fuck. Okay. Do I want to be this person? Right. And be willing yep. to do the changes that the game lays out. Like that's all, you know, like think about it. Think about any video game. Right, any video game that you have ever played, you may or may not have sucked. Like, there's there's hardly any video games out there in existence that you started off at expert level. Yep. Right, you had to learn the game. You had to learn how you you know you walk the character through, and the game sets it up so there's these little missions at the beginning, and eventually these fucking hard level missions at the end. That's life. Yep. And that you, what we don't see in between that is the growth of the character. Like, think about it on this. Imagine if you could hit the X button on some sort of, like, invisible screen in front of us or in our heads, right? And it would shut off this reality here and turn on, like, a monitor that then showed you your stats of, of your life so far. That'd be that'd be nice. I would I would wouldn't mind those analytics. That would be pretty dope, right? <laughs> that's that's why to me role playing games will always be the best. Yeah. Because you always, no matter what, get to see the growth of your characters. Right? And see where they're faulting, see where they they can improve, like all of those things. Right? We don't have that. And the thing is is that we do, we just don't know how to access that. Yeah. Right. We're just not there yet. Right. Because our statistics aren't necessarily are, are like when we're in this existence here, we are having an emotional experience. First and foremost, we may think that it's mental. That's why we get lost in thinking that depression is anything more than um, needing to it, it, depression is applying on um, a lot of pressure to yourself in a small amount of time. Okay. Right. So think about that. You're feeling really, really good. And you're like, I'm going to get this done. And you start working on a big project, say, and you're like, I'm going to get this done in six months. You've already put, applied way too much pressure to yourself to complete a project that if you just were like, I'm going to take a lifetime to complete this. Right. Then, you know, you just continue. And I understand that accountability needs to be in place somewhere. But when we apply too much pressure to ourselves, what happens is when we don't complete that, because we've condensed everything so much, like our light down to a very fine, like cutting point, basically to try and cut through everything as fast as possible. We've pressed down so much 
that to get back to our regular wavelength, we have to allow that to depress. Right. Mm, to, okay. right. To um, like, and it's press, like think of terms depressurize. In, in depressurize, there's the term depress. And what depressurement is, is the releasing of light energy from being in a compact space into a very um, wide space so that your energy can flow better, right? Because think about it in the terms of light being the energy you flow and darkness being the, the container that it can flow in, right? Like imagine having a Rubbermaid, like a big Rubbermaid container, trapping a light wave inside of that, but being able to see inside of that container and seeing that light wave bounce around, mm-hmm. right? And then letting it out into a bigger room and watching it bounce around and seeing what it can do. When we put ourselves into a very, when we put our light into a very compact space, it bounces up and down really, 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 really fast. And when applied correctly and achieved, we feel really, really good about ourselves. But when we don't apply it correctly and we fail, we still have to go through that depressuring state of getting our light to flow normally again. And that's a very bad time for us because that's a lot of going through the darkness. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot easier to go through the darkness when you're feeling fucking great about yourself. (laughs) Right. It's not as easy to go through it when, you know, you're feeling a little low because you've bought into a uh, society that says, if you don't succeed in this amount of time, you're a failure. And to add on top of it, you should feel really, 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 really bad about failing. Mm -hmm. Right. We get taught to feel bad about something that like, imagine, see, this is where we need to go back to it is we wouldn't walk today if our parents didn't encourage us to get back up and walk. Yeah. But yet, when we do something wrong in school, we're not encouraged to get it better. We're taught to feel bad about it and quit and give up. Right? We're not encouraged to get better. We're not encouraged. Like, imagine if, imagine as children, we got to pick what we studied. But we still had to study shit. We just had to pick it. And because it was our choice, we had to see it through to the end. That was the agreement with what we made, right? Um, I think that we would get through it better with um, realistic positive encouragement than discouragement of going, no, you failed. You're stupid at this. You're not good at this. You should think about doing something else. Right? I wouldn't be able to draw today if I didn't encourage myself to continue. Yeah. Because I was literally dog shit at the very beginning of it. And now I can draw stuff that actually looks like cartoons. Like I can draw stuff that looks similar to any artist on the planet now. Dang, that's a thought. Right. I just don't know why. I just don't know the mechanisms of how I'm doing it. All I'm doing is copying. Mm-hmm. Right. But... I can still do those strokes from where I was in the beginning. I couldn't. And all it was was positive encouragement of myself saying, no, you know what? Just give it another shot. 
Maybe you'll get it this time. Give it a break for a second, but come back to it. Right? Like what, what we, you know, like, and think about that. I think we could pretty much learn anything we want to with someone encouraging us like that. Without right? a doubt. Right? Like I go, like, I know it sucks right now and I know that you don't feel well and I know that you put a lot into it. So maybe, maybe let's focus on this for a second. Let this heal over here. And then when you're ready, I'll be with you and we'll go back and tackle this until, you know, it's the kid falling off his bike several times, going back to training wheels for a second and going, oh, you know what? I got this. Right. And eventually, like the kid rides his bike, the kid walks. Right. But maybe sometimes we have to go back to crawling and being okay with that. And then go back to trying to walk again. Like, think about how many things you've learned in your life. I bet you fucked up a bunch of them before you actually got them. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> you know? But, but that's, I'm glad that you laugh about that because that's important. Right? Right? Like, so many of us get embarrassed about that. There's nothing yeah. wrong. Like, you shouldn't be embarrassed about all the things that you fucked up on. Yeah. Right? Like, we shouldn't really be embarrassed about anything. Yeah. Right? As long as we're living as our true selves. Yeah. Right? Be embarrassed if you lied. Like if you were trying to con people and you got like found out about it, absolutely go be embarrassed, but that you brought that onto yourself. But if you're being your true self, you shouldn't be embarrassed at all. I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of people being their true selves. I just don't see that enough. Yeah. I see all these people trying to convince other people that that's who they are forgetting that it doesn't matter about the other people yeah they get too caught up in right that's i think that's what i've learned a lot like i've learned a lot not being on social media yeah spit it to me because i've been doing like a uh like sunday uh detoxing days where like i just i try not to go on my social media i you know try to talk to friends i go outside try to avoid the little dopamine rushes (laughs) oh man (laughs) that the beginning of that was tough right like and and the thing is there's still like a bit of it in there because i do do like i like to check out online dating not necessarily to like connect and hook up with women but to see what type of women are out there in the world to see where I want to live. Interesting. Yeah. So I use it as a social platform, right? So I still get that dopamine rush of like going on and checking in and whatnot. But um, being off social media, like I used to um, cater towards other people's feelings too much. And I was afraid to say what I really wanted to say. And I was worried about how people would react to that, about how, like, I, I used to worry a lot when I was posting on social. And not being on social has, like, really gotten rid of those worries. Like, yeah, no, I like that. Because I've noticed, like, in my progression on, on my Twitter has basically been that when I first got on it was definitely like uh, worried about what people would think and, and, you know, like, am I saying the right thing? Are they going to think I'm dumb? And now I just like, 
have fun, enjoy myself, make myself laugh, you know, help out when I can, but just like talk my shit and, and know like I'm okay with it, you know, like I'll deal with any of the backlash because like it's I'm just it's being me, you know, like nothing to be ashamed about. Yeah. And that's the that's um I lost myself because I got to a point where I was super fortunate to have people actually look up to me for guidance and shit like that. But I shouldn't have been that person in that role Mm, because I wasn't strong enough to be like, you know what? You're acting like a child right now. And this is what's going to happen. This like, I never, um, I catered towards how people felt more than how I could truly help them. Mm. Yeah, that's a a deep, simple statement. Mm -hmm. And eventually what would happen is I would, it would get to a point where I would be worried that they would think that I'm a fraud. Mm, because I couldn't keep up the encouragement to them because I needed to have some real conversations with them that I didn't think they could have yet. And is that more like a, a judgment on their character or more like a judgment on whether you could facilitate the growth? I don't know if I answered. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's a great question. So you're asking, um, was that a judgment that I made whether or not they could receive what I wanted to say or yeah. was, uh, was I in a spot? Or were you a fraud? Right. I don't think I was, I don't think I, I deep down, I don't think of, I'm a fraud. I think I really genuinely know who I am. It's more so um, trying to convince people you're an angel when you can't show them your wings. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. Right. So, because I was still going through tons of growth. I was too afraid of saying what's what to some people, even though like I was like still um, more forward with them than I was with, or, or than most people would be with them. I still wasn't as raw as I wanted to be with them because I was afraid to lose them in my life. Mm, okay. Right. Now I don't give a shit. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. If you want to go, you can go. Yeah, the door is right? open. You're good. It's it's like <laughs> because and and this was a big one. So I had a mushroom trip. Um, I want to say ten months ago, and the resounding message in that mushroom trip was be okay. Um, be okay with being alone. Mm. And that's what I've basically been, that's been my whole thing um, so far. And from the moment that I got that message to today, I have improved greatly in that sense. I like right? it. Uh, can I ask you a question about that, though, before we go, move on? Go for it. Uh, be, be okay with being alone. Um, there, there's like two, two avenues that, that I think people can go down that one. It's like what you said where, um, you know, like, speak your truth and if the person's not you know if the person's not ready for it or they get butt hurt or whatever like you know that it's not your thing to deal with and then the other side of it is like 
you know, if people could put themselves in like a, in like a hermetic state where they just like avoid people at all costs and, and, you know, like make, make their lives, you know, as I guess as lonely as possible, you know, to be like afraid of people. Right. I guess. Yeah. And lack of better terms. But so like, I know I've done both of those in the past, but like, I like how you frame that of like, be okay with being alone. And then the context before that of like speaking your truth, Mm -hmm. because it's like, I know that I've definitely, you know, have, have wrestled with that idea of like, okay, you know, like I want people to like me, but I also, you know, like, it kills me not to be able to say what I want to say, you know, cause I'm afraid of hurting their feelings or whatever. And so like, I, I know that that's a message that kind of I needed, even though I've been doing that, like be, it's okay to be alone. You know, like if, if people want to leave, then so be it. Cause yeah. there'll be other people like you, you leave, like they're leaving is, it's open up space for people to come in. And, you know, that's all we really want is to have like the right pieces of the puzzle around us. So very, you got to be okay with letting go of something so that you can, you know, accept the gifts that you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So adding to that, let's say that those are two big pieces to the whole thing. And the third piece to that is I wasn't ready for the full message. Just like how, okay, think about um, teaching a fifth or a, a kindergarten kid about how America was started and founded and settled and how America became America. You can't tell a kindergarten kid the same story as a fucking grade 12. You still there? Yo, yo. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was here, but I I don't know what happened. Like I was talking in that. Yeah, you I could not you. hear. I couldn't hear. Damn. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you said you... Uh, you, you said uh, talk giving a you know trying to give like a kindergarten kid a story versus someone you know in like twelfth grade. You would you would be. You giving can't them tell the them the message. same thing. Yeah, you can't. Right, and that's the whole thing is. Um, I so the 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 next step to that message is be okay with being yourself. Right. Right, we struggle with that. So like when we get into groups, we change our pu- like you you mentioned pieces, right? And the puzzle, right? Really when it comes down to it is be okay with being your own piece. Mm, yeah, I like that. And and not changing your your shape to fit into the puzzle but finding where you fit in the puzzle yeah i like that i like that framing a lot yeah because we get so lost like and so did i like i got i got lost in in trying to like i I got lost trying to fit into the dumb community of spiritual twitter (laughs) right (laughs) right because a lot of or not a lot of, but enough of the, um, I was connected to enough of the people that those people really loved. Uh-huh. Right. It'd be like being super cool with Jesus and the other people and, and some of those people that really love what Jesus has to say, seeing you and going, Oh, and then understanding that 
this is the guy that was basically giving the like uh, building a stronger foundation or story for other people to say. Mm-hmm. Right. I always I always joke with people, but I think it would be such a cool legacy to leave behind of being the guy in pictures that people are just like, who's that guy? Yeah. Right. They know who other people are in there because those people are in the light and they're like, like imagine just being with in photos with like in today's world, celebrities. Yeah. Right. Which is what would matter with people. Right. Um, But, or, or just in people who like love to give attention to other people. Right. I would have like, think about it this way. If, like um, imagine doing a um, either a monthly or a weekly podcast with Gary V uh-huh. or Joe Rogan or, or someone of, of, of that stature. Right. But no one knows who the fuck you are. Yeah. Right. But he's doing it with you weekly. It so math and the, the interest, like what's this guy? Right? Who is he? Who is this guy? Why is this guy important? Yeah. Right. That's what I like. Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't want to be in the limelight. I don't, I don't give a fuck about any of that type of shit. Right. Like I'm fortunate enough to not care. And I don't know if that's, um, so growing up, growing up, I had to get real. my, I was my truest best friend because I was alone most of the time. Okay. Are you an only right? child? No. No, okay. Oh no, you have a no, sister, right? I was I have I have an older sister and um two younger sisters that are like step and okay. then I got two um stepbrothers who are younger than me but through marriage in when I was, you know, like 7 years ago. Okay. Um but I grew up mostly um by myself so like i would literally play um i'd have all my toys and i'd play by myself that way i'd have um i i i played like an only child i think Mm -hmm. but along the way forgot to like because i also you know like dude it does get lonely Mm -hmm. this world does get when you know, when you don't always want to be the source of your light, it can be a really dark place. Yeah. Right. And that normally happens with me. Like there's absolutely no one really truly significant in my life. And I don't even know down the radar where that person is. Uh huh. Right. And it's not even for like, it's not that I don't try or attempt any of that type of shit. It's more so when I'm myself. So this is another great line. They talk, there's, there's this line of it's lonely at the top, right? Yeah, I was thinking of, uh, you know Randy Newman? You ever heard his song, It's Only at the Top? No. Yeah, it's a good song. You sparked that like a few minutes ago. I was going to say that. But yeah, ah, continue, continue. Right, but they say that there's this, there's, at least in business, there's a saying of it's lonely at the top. But in life and in existence, the truer saying is it's lonely being yourself. Hmm. Okay. Because when you're 100% yourself without compromise, you eventually don't want to do the same shit that everybody else is doing. Yeah. So if everyone else is busy, you have a lot of time by yourself. Right. Because 
unless you, as that being, compromise who you are, you don't get to go and hang out with them until they're free enough to do something with you. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, yeah. Right? Right? So that's what it comes down. Like, that's... Fuck. It's happening too much today. There's, like... Do you ever get to a point where you have, like, nine streams of information coming in (laughs) that all want your attention because it's all, like, necessary at that time to be talked about? Right? It happens to... It'd be, like, think about it this way. Like, we're surfing, and all of a sudden, nine different paths open up. And you're like, oh, fuck, which one do I take? And eventually, you just crash. (laughs) Right, so like whenever I lose like train of thought, that's what happens. I just derailed, like completely <laughs> derailed. Um, but yeah, it's oh, fuck. I don't know. I mean, I I think really when it comes down to it, like going, let's go on like the simulation tangent again, just to like get us back onto like those tracks. Um. It really does come down to us looking at it from a standpoint of, and not necessarily in this order, but like why we're here, right? Who we are. And once we get those two pieces of information, what we should do with it. Yeah, I like that. Right? And we're missing the why we are here because we place too much important in understanding it instead of exploring it. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Right. So you can get lost in an entire lifetime of believing that some dude in a robe is controlling the wind. (laughs) Right. But you can also get just as lost as saying that some invisible force is controlling the wind. Yeah. Right? Science is just as detrimental to our existence as any religion. Yeah. Right? It's when you get lost in that idea of... Um, even even the idea of oneness keeps us trapped. Right? That there's this overall oneness of everything. Yeah. Keeps us trapped, even though there may be. Right? Because it keeps us in going around in a circle instead of like, imagine, imagine your life based uh, built on chains. Okay. And some chains are strong and some chains are weak. Right. And what it is, is you continuously go in a loop building and building and building this chain until you break that loop. And because your motion is always a loop, you start creating another loop. Uh And eventually, the old chain seals that new chain in, right? And those are all your experiences through life is cycling through moment to moment to moment to moment to moment until you build that chain strong enough to break it, have it seal with a new chain so you're always improving, right? Like you're always... Like, think of it in terms of a, I guess not a chain, but, like, what are the, 
a chain is built up of links, right? Uh-huh. That's the idea. So like what you're doing is you're building links, links within links. So like your cycles of life are links that you go through them and through with every experience, you continue to build on top of them. Right. And, but the idea is, do you really want to live your entire life that way? Yeah. No. So you break that. And because we are repetitive beings and we can, we can try and fool ourselves to say that we aren't, but we are. Creatures of right? habit. We are 100% because that's what, that's what simulations are. They are based on loops and breaking loops. That's it. And creating new loops to break new loops. Continuously. That's all we're doing in life. Is we're in one loop right now. And we break that loop. And we create a new loop. But what happens is. Is that the old loop wraps itself around that new loop. So it creates a chain. And that's who we are. Yeah, you're giving me like a, a... A vision of like computer code you know running computer scripts they just you yeah. know they run their loops and then you know you can connect certain scripts to other scripts and they run different loops yeah you know you can get some scripts to cut off certain scripts and you know, it's just like how the human mind works we just forget that we're the coders that's right well it's 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 i if people were to i i would love for every single i think it should be mandatory just as much as English is mandatory in any school to graduate, I think, at least in Canada it is, it's the only course that you really need a provincial and, or slash federal exam to graduate high school here. I think you should also have to take a course in HTML and build a website. Yeah, that'd be dope. I think kids right. are doing that now, you know. They definitely Absolutely. should be learning coding. You there, bro? I think I lost you. X, I can't hear you. Yo. Yeah, you there? Hey, bro, I lost you. Yeah. Yo, how's it going, dude? 
good. Some my my phone auto answered a call. Oh, okay. <laughs> so and then I was like, oh hey, and they're like, yo, and I was like, okay, what's up? I guess this is the way it is, but <laughs> you know that's that's the way the waves goes, right? Right. But that's like your 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 um the way that so what you were saying about different operations, right? Basically mm-hmm. in computer coding, yeah. right? Is is how I visualize it too, is chain after chain after chain of connections until it breaks. Like until it, it, it that until it gets to the last one where there's no other operations that can be done for it. Right? It's it's nothing more than rabbit hole digging, like rabbit holing. Mm-hmm. Right? Going down those chains. But um what What's interesting is the more that you go down, the more that you explore anything. And I'm talking about like anything. You can explore anything you want to, but the more that you diversify through that and the more that you're open-minded, eventually what will happen is you'll start to see how connected everything is. Because mm-hmm. like, think about it this way. Um, take a take a a mural on a wall okay what is the number what is the one thing that they all have in common they're on a wall that's right the canvas <laughs> right so we all have at least one thing in common mm-hmm. we're all on a canvas right now since we have that understanding What's next is figuring out why we're in the place we're in. Okay. Right. And figuring out if that's the right place for us to be. And the scary thing is, is that you never know until you actually explore. Yeah, I like that. Right. Like, you know, and and the thing is, is that the other the other really big thing about being okay with being alone is understanding that people in your life that you really, really love and care about will also change and grow. Yep. And may leave you without even saying goodbye. They may even leave you before, months before they say goodbye and you'll notice it. Mm -hmm. But they won't even notice it yet. Yeah. Right? And you just have to be okay with it. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do, you, you didn't cause an issue. You didn't, the, you know, like even if you didn't say, fuck off, get out of here, they were still going to leave. Mm-hmm. And these could be the people that you were best friends with two years ago. Yeah. Right. People that have been like family to you. Right. People that you saw futures with. Right. And the thing is, is that you can't be upset about it. Because that's their life. And they only get this one opportunity to be them, right? Just like you only get an opportunity to be you and I only get an opportunity to be me. Mm -hmm. And feeling bad about, like, and I used to do it a lot because I've lost a ton of great people in my life. Just due to meeting a lot of people that really needed me for a moment and then we're healthy enough, enough and strong enough to fly away. Right. And I wanted, I would, I was hoping that they would stay. Yeah. 
right? But that's not the that's not the purpose of me in this lifetime. Like, I've really started to embrace a more like wizard mentality, right? Than like an Arthur mentality. Okay. Right. Like, think about think about Arthur in comparison to Merlin. Merlin rode with Arthur, fought alongside, did all of those things, but he had his own life and Arthur had his. Merlin spent most of his time alone. Mm-hmm. Not around people, doing his inner work and fucking magic and all of that shit, and Arthur was surrounded by people. I used to want to be surrounded by people. But I've gotten kind of okay, like... And, like, building stronger all the time with just being by myself. Right? And, like, relying just on me. Right? Because now, dude, I get to, whenever I want to, work on a video game. Or not a video game, on a board game. Or I get to draw. Right? Whenever I want to because I have learned. Right? And that was one of the gifts that I got in return for being okay with being alone is that I'm self-sufficient now mm-hmm. in like a way that I've never been self-sufficient before. Right. Like I'm a, I'm a much stronger me in a much better position. So, you know, there's, there's always going to be like, have you found this? Like, in order to really find the positive, you have to go through the negative. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do you think that that's just a universal thing? Uh, I, I would say so. You know, like you got it. It's, it's the, it's just like duality, you know, like you got to know the lows to understand the highs. Yeah. With, without the contrast, you, you know, it'd be all monotone. You, you wouldn't know the difference. That's right. It would be too gray. Yep. Right. So there needs to be, you know, like it, that you brought up a, a conversation that I had a long time ago with a friend who um, sent me. I think I learned this through just some random YouTube comment. And they were talking about um, how to see three dimensions. And seeing three dimensionally means that you need to be able to see black, white and gray. And. Really, when it comes down to it, look at gray. That's that's looking at it at grayscale. When you look at it from color scale, the gray is a gradient of all of the colors going from violet to red. And to see things in three dimensions, you need all seven colors of the rainbow and the um, highlights and the shadows. So think about like, Think about, like, if you, you can look at anything right now, and the reason why it doesn't look flat is because there's an array of color and because you can see distinct shadows and highlights. And that's all it is. Right? Now, that is the same as how we um, operate emotionally as well. We, uh, our emotions are three dimensions. Their color and their combination of highlights and shadows. Right? Think about, think about sadness or think about joy. Right? You have a combination of light and dark memories 
with joy. Mm-hmm. Right. And if joy is, let's say joy is a color like yellow, like the sun. Right. So in that spectrum, you're going to have like a darker yellow and a really, really bright yellow. That's three dimensional. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's how we operate, but we try and do it two dimensionally. I think, or even like one dimensionally, like imagine, imagine having with on every single test, three response, ability to have three responses, one from a, um, like mental, actually maybe even just two responses, but mental and emotional. And both of them could be seen as correct. Completely different spectrum, right? Yeah. It's like open-ended questions when we're trying to just go on a scantron. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right. Like what, what matters, what matters is both understanding the mental side. Like think about it this way. When we go into full emotion, we're in fantasy land. And when we go too far mental, we go into science fiction. So the key is to have an understanding of the mental side, which is the more realistic side and having it on the emotional side, or if you really wanted to look at it, order and chaos, right? Mm -hmm. The emotional side, there's no fucking way that you're going to try and make sense. Like it, it, the, the whole saying even doesn't compute, which is, you know, like um, using emotion to make sense of anything. Right? That's a mental activity. We use our minds to make sense of things. Right? So that's the mind. Right? Whereas, like, emotion is how you are feeling at the time. Like, the state that you're in. And I think both of those are important to understand moving forward. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree. Right? Like, most of us, most of us just, we're, con- I think we're conditioned to think the mind is superior. Yeah. And and that goes to the degree of like pretty much everybody on the planet, not just like um, men or not just women, where like you could sometimes classify men as more mental beings and women as more emotional beings. Yeah. But that's only because they're more feminine than masculine. And that's really what it comes down to is those types of energies. Right. Which, again, is just light and darkness. And, you know, like at at any moment, if we place any weight onto either of them, besides seeing the yin yang symbol as the light, just a little bit above the dark. Right. But not going that's positive and that's negative. Right. Or looking at positive and negative as good or bad. Right. And attaching all of these labels to it we'll basically just see that their experience that we had to live a life, to be able to live life on this planet. Mm-hmm. All the good shit that's happened to you and all the bad shit has happened to you is simply allowing you to have this opportunity to be here. Yeah, I like that. And we try and make too much sense out of things that we don't need to make sense of 
instead like imagine i i really do think a healthy way of looking at it at everything that happens to us is okay that happened what does that mean about me and who i am okay can i continue forward mm-hmm. right because that's what happens is we go through an experience in life and we make up a story about who, what that means about us and our place in the world and we start to live that story Mm-hmm. And because we're emotional beings, the system picks up on our emotional side and gives us more of that. And that continues our whole life. That's why you see some people that got, you know, something awful happened to them when they were a kid. And because they never learned to, um, because what happened is something terrible happened to them and they made up a story. Maybe they made up the story that I'm not worthy of having people like I'm, um, I'm not worthy of my mom's love because my mom wasn't there to protect me when this person did this. They made that story up about themselves. That's not what uh, all that happened was this happened to them. Now imagine if we could look at it from that point of view and go, this happened to me. How does this make me feel? Okay, it makes me feel a little bit off. Okay, why do I feel off? Oh, because it violates this, this, and this. Okay, well, let's look into this, this, and this, and let's see why those things are pulling at us. Oh, because this event here made us feel like this event here. We never wanted to feel like this again. Okay, well, why don't we ever want to feel like that again? Right? Do you see where I'm going with that? Mm-hmm. Right? Is exploring our emotions with science to try and understand why we operate the way we do. And all it is is links of code connected together that we don't see because we've turned them invisible because we don't want to see them. Yeah. But we don't need to like imagine, imagine dealing with all of like, cause this is what happens in life. You deal with the shit you go through and then you get more shit to deal with. (laughs) right (laughs) that's going to happen and if you don't deal with the shit that you you deal with you um this is how i imagine it like imagine um it's a 2d scrolling game and the more you move forward the more the screen moves with you so you can't move back right Mm -hmm. but you can infinitely go up and down so you the more that you move the screen forward you lose that but you can go up the screen and down the screen and, and explore there. So you can actually legitimately spend all your life in that one little screen, knowing that the yeah. more that you move forward, you don't ever get to do that. But then you're caught up just exploring one small section. Right? But the rest of your experiences are loading. The more, and the more that you move forward, they render into reality. But the more that you explore up and down, those things on the other end that are loading, they have an expiry date and they're going to go away. It's not like they backlog. They just disappear and the next one comes up, disappears, the next one's load, disappears, the next one's going to loading, right? And that's our lives. That's the way that I view our lives is the more that we explore the one area, the one dimension that we're in and not move forward. Um, it's not a negative thing. It's just where you want to study and explore your life 
and like have your life in existence. Right. But you don't ever get anything new unless you move forward. Yeah. I I like that metaphor. Yeah. You got to like, and, and a lot of it is breaking loops and chains that we created about ourselves. Like just drop, drop the story you tell about yourself and create the new one. That's right. Like it doesn't have to be that right. But, but, but you have to be willing like they're they're absolutely correct on saying that ego is identi- is equal to identity. We just think that we c- it's incorrect or wrong to create a new identity about ourselves and go live that life and say fuck it, I don't give a fuck about that old identity anymore. Mm-hmm. Because oh, you're a phony. Yeah, like people will think that, and it's like no, man. I grew- it'd be like telling a tree going, oh man, you're fake because you grew. Yeah, because you change your leaves. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you got taller than me or like, you know, like you said that you, you all of all of that stuff, because like what? Because when I was five years old, I believed this. And when I was 10 years old, I thought that Michael Jackson and Prince were the same guy. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking 40 now. I know that they're separate. <laughs> but but should I be held on the accountability of that 10 year old because I was wrong then? Or should I be judged on where I am now? I think now is a much stronger point. Like if I still thought that Michael Jackson and Prince were the same guy now, absolutely judge me back when I was 10. Cause I haven't <laughs> grown. Right. Right. I just keep going up and down the screen, but I don't bother moving forward because moving forward, you may have to experience something that is traumatic again, because that's life. That's what fucking happens is in order to grow, you have to what go through pain. Right. That's all trauma is. That's what that's what we at least that's what I consider trauma to be. Right. Is pain. And the faster that you deal with that pain of like acknowledging, hey, fuck, I don't feel well. Right. I mean, would would trauma be like unresolved pain? Right. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Right. It's more so you have a window of time. I described um, depression one time to a friend in matter of light energy and going um, the more that like all, all it is, is basically in a sense it's liquid until it turns solid. And what you don't want it to do is to turn solid because then you have to heat it the fuck back up again to get it liquid. Uh Right. And heating it back up again, you go through all of that pain to heat. Like think about it. Think about the whenever you pulled something out of the oven without oven mitts, I bet you that hurt. <laughs> yep. Right? Well, heating shit up, man. Like you ever put a lighter under your hand and like lit it, it it gets pretty hot pretty fast. Yeah. Right? So like heating heating up your emotional pain or like emotional trauma, that's painful as fuck. Right? Yeah. So what we what what ideally we really want to do is to deal with it when it's in a liquid state. Because it's a lot mold, more like moldable, plus it's easier to burn off into like steam, basically. Like there's a lot of like shit that you can just let go of that we hold on to and it condensates because we trap it into a bubble and then it forms into like a big puddle that eventually forms into a frozen lake. Yeah. 
And in order to go into that lake, you have to, one, burst that fucking bubble. And if you've ever popped a, uh, what are those fucking called? Not, it's not a wart, but it's like you, like you burned yourself and then like your skin gets puffy, but you can like pop it because there's like pus in it. Like a blister? Yeah, there we go, blister. It's because it's, it's, that's due to heat, right? And yeah. like if you pop that, like think of it in popping an emotional blister. Right, to like let out that trauma. It's not going to feel good. But it's going to like, it's, it's one, nobody else's issue but theirs. So the sooner that every single human being just deals with their shit, the better off we're going to be. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> that's what's holding us back, man. Yeah. Holding, it's, it's what's holding us back in evolving in, in having some form of peace or whatever you want to call it. That's what hold us, uh, holds us back. That's what stops us from evolving. Right? Is, it, is the understanding of something. <laughs> right. Whatever that something is for you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, and, and that's the whole point is, again, going back to it, that line of code that makes you who you are. That makes you different and unique to anybody else on the planet. Right? And essentially, if you want to think about it in a, in a weird way, it's like your serial code. It's like the serial code on a phone. No two phones are alike, basically, based on like that alone. Every uh -huh. single phone on the planet has a serial code that can be traced back to the manufacturer. Same thing, yeah. as, our, the same thing as our lines of code. But it, what I want people to start thinking of it in is let's say that you were able to, you yourself were able to create your own character based on if you were smart about it, um, past and future. Like let's, let's say that, um, or based on previous games played. So the same characters are all in the game, right? Mm-hmm. But let's say you could create a character based on all of the times that you played that character. Right? And, and the more that you understand the game, or like all the characters in the game, you can, you can create your own character based on all of the characters in the game. The more that you play the game, the more you're going to go, oh, I want, this, I want to base my character on this person, this person, this person, and this person. Right? And pull those people so you can draw off of their library of skills. Right. So like, say, in our world, look at Elon Musk. Right. Who's to say that one of the people that he based his spiritual coding off of is Tesla. Right. Nikola, Nikola Tesla. Let's say that let's say that Elon Musk in a past life or not necessarily in a past life, but his past life coding, like what he draws off of was is nikola tesla so when he can connect into that into that line of coding he can connect into it because tesla died broken alone the mm -hmm. very first successful thing that musk had was digital currency mm -hmm. right with paypal right so he yeah. basically 
solved the problem at the very end of his life, at the, at the end of that thing, which was going to be a legacy problem throughout his life. Right? Elon Musk may or may not be an absolute genius on this planet. No one really fucking knows. Right? But if he didn't have PayPal, we wouldn't have Tesla. Yeah. Right? If he didn't have money, he probably would have been an employee to a major foundation like JP Morgan or whatever is today, Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, right? Whatever you want to put it into. And he would have been, he may have died penniless and broke again. But he was able to draw off of that. Just like you have more than, that's how I view it in is if you can go through history and who you actually resonate with, I think is worth exploring going, Oh shit. Maybe I was, maybe I draw off of this person's coding. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I'm sure that there's been people in like that you've like deceased people that you've come across in your life where you've really connected to. Yeah. Right. I think that that is worth looking into. Right. Because not necessarily to see if you feel more connected, but to understand who they were, because you may be able to draw off of those skills innately. Yeah. And I think that would be very powerful to see where their benefits were and where their weaknesses were, because you may have those too. So like, to me, that's where I, that's where I start with my shit is like when I start slowly discovering my like spiritual coding, I went into it deep to understand like the pros and the cons, the light and the dark of it. But what I noticed is that we don't draw the whole life. We draw moments. And that's what our chains are made up of. Moments in previous lives that when put through our system make us completely unique. But again, that's what, what we are, not who we are. So I think maybe we can end it with this because you probably have to get to dinner. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I can talk <laughs> for a little while on there, but. Okay, it, I, I got it too. I have to be at dinner at six. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, what time is it? It's almost 4.30. Yeah, I, I can probably talk for like 10, 15 more minutes. I got to be around like five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's do that. Let's let's go for um, let's go let's go for ten, and cut it at fifteen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, okay. Let's and let's do this too. Totally new wave. What do you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know, dude. I'm I'm on the spot right now. I. <laughs> how about how about what like uh, let's plant some seeds for like what we're trying to do. Okay. In the, in the coming coming months or the wrap up 2020 since wrap 2020 up. has been such a weird such a weird year mm-hmm. you know like and uh you know the whole world's been on lockdown and stuff it's like i've noticed that a lot of people um you know for like lack of better descriptions they've either like gained weight or you know they're they're binging on their netflix stuff and they're you know 
they're losing focus on the things and the goals that they want to accomplish. And personally, like I feel almost like I've been instilling and ingraining what I want to happen for the next, you know, the next part of my life. And, you know, like I, I'll still derail myself at times, but uh, I think, you know, like set, set good intentions on, on what's to come. And so like, I, you know, like I enjoyed, I enjoyed this conversation a lot today because it's like, even though we haven't talked in months, there was a lot of moments where it's like, dang, you know, like I've been doing that same thing. And then X just brought it up and <laughs> like, we can talk about it. And it's like, it's almost like a telepathic, if you will, you know, like, yeah, I, I, I've just, I've been reading um, Scott Adams, uh, how to fail at life and still win big. And uh, you know who Scott Adams is, right? Refresh me. Uh, he's a cartoonist for Dilbert. Okay. All then right. Yes. So he's got a he's got like really cool books. There, I guess you, they kind of fall in like self help type books, but they're almost like uh, autobiographies, if you will. And uh, like one of the things that you brought up earlier that reminded me of him was like uh, if you try to set goals, then you may be disappointed when you don't hit those goals. And mm -hmm. so the main point of the book, uh, how to fail at life and still win big is, you know, not to be a, a goal oriented person and more so be a person that lives by a certain system. And I think that that's something that both of us have, have ingrained in our, in our own lives, you know, like we definitely have like minor goals that we want to accomplish, you know, like the book or the, uh, the board game or, or whatever, you know, and, so like, even though we do hit goals, I think, you know, we've, we've set out to live our life by a certain system of living and it's being, you know, creative and helpful and, and being in the moment and enjoying life and, you know, being the best we can be. So while we all set out small goals for, you know, throughout that system, just the fact that we live by that system, I think a lot of people could, you know, not only do that for themselves just just to get some structure but it's just an improvement in your life you know like i've noticed the same thing of like uh striving for certain goals and then you get there and you do them and you're still you know empty and you still want more so like you know you you just strive to live your life a certain way versus you know just striving to achieve a certain thing so maybe it's back to what you said. It's not what you are, it's who you are. Yeah. I th and I really think that like, so, you know, like planting seeds for 2020, right? I think that's a really important one to at least now start putting attention towards, right? Yep. Understanding that there's more perspectives to see, right? Because what we are is just as important but we've forgotten who we are first, mm -hmm. right? And who you are is just an individual being who is. Like, that's it, right? <laughs> right, that's it. What is everything else that convolutes just seeing that first statement? Mm -hmm. Right, and we use the what to like, I don't even, we, I think we just use it incorrectly, right? Like, okay, think about it this way. Um, if we were to see us more as 
a car or phone, then we see ourselves as these mystical beings that are incredible. Right? I think we would have a, a deeper understanding of like who we are and how we fit in the world. Because like think about have I ever asked you the question of like what's the most important part of a car? No. Okay, so besides besides the driver, <laughs> okay. Absolutely, but how long can you um how, how, how far can you go without an engine? Yeah, okay. Right. So then is the engine the most important part? Uh I mean it definitely makes it move. It definitely makes it move, but how does it move without wheels? Yeah. So it's like, like the ship of Theseus. What's that? It's like uh I think it's it's from uh Greek mythology where um so you have a ship and uh but there it needs to get repaired and so as you repair the ship one board at a time you know by the very end of the story there is no piece on the ship that's the same but is it you know like what at what point it was there the new ship via the old ship and is it the same ship because it's like it's not one piece that makes the whole ship it's all of it combined that's right that's right that's it it's very much that right um it's it's the same thing as walking a lap on a track right is what at what point if like as you walk in front of you is is the future and behind you is the past at what point does your past not become your present and your future right because like if you continue to walk loops around that track you will continuously your future will walk through your old past. Mm, yep. Right. And you will continue to loop like that. So like at what point is it not all the same? Right. Just like the car. Every piece is important down to the places that made the parts. Right. Yeah. Right. Everything in existence is important is the most important piece of that car because it exists for at least me to drive it because it's the one that's mine or for you to drive it because it's the one that's yours. But like the roads, they matter just as much to the car, right? The stop signs, the lights, all of that stuff, the traffic ways, right? Everything matters. And I, that's gotta like at some point, hopefully click with people and like for life too right because what's the most important piece of your life what's the most important part of your life this moment everything combination of it all all of it right like (laughs) right and okay so i had this um i have this saying um that gratitude allows us to um understand why we give thanks for what we have Right. So like that's gratitude. Appreciation um, allows us to understand why to give those thanks. Mm, Okay. Right. Think about in order for us, think about what had to happen for us to even have this conversation. Right. Right. And it's up to you to go to the level that you want to go to. But the furthest back you can go is the spark of light. 
Yeah. Right. Everything in existence had to happen for you and me to even have this conversation today. And I think that that is why appreciation is far greater than gratitude. Like if you can come from a level of just appreciating that you get this opportunity, then you can start actually being grateful for stuff. I like that. I am fully well aware and I love America to death, but I'm fully well aware that it wouldn't be anywhere unless Jewish people stole black people from an island or another continent or whatever the fuck you want to call it, brought them here and made them do and and didn't give them anything in return for all the work they did. Fully well aware of it. So I don't let that go to light when I go and I have fun in places. I appreciate the fuck out of what we've been through so that I can have an enjoyable time here. Yeah. Right. I I appreciate it. Like I, I have a really, um, I like my relationship. Like I look at it this way. I have relationships with ideas and concepts as well, just like people. So like my relationship to the concept of appreciation, I think is really, really good because I've taken time to talk to it and, and actually spend time with appreciation as a concept. Right. To get to know it, not for me to dictate what I want appreciation to be, but for me to actually learn what it is. Right. And so like everything that I have now in life, I am absolutely grateful for because I appreciate what the fuck went through to get it. Right. Like think about think about all the shitty video games that had to happen before you you found your favorite one. (laughs) Right. Right. Like all of those things, all those shitty video games had to fucking come in for someone because maybe one of the shitty games that you don't like was the inspiration for some guy's game. Like the like the first game of the like 10 games that that guy created and you love number seven. Yeah. But you hated the game that was the spark of life for that guy to even create. Right. You can appreciate all of those games because you found one that you really, really love. You don't have to be grateful for all those games, but you can appreciate them. And I think that's way more powerful. No, dude, I like that. I really do. Because it's it's almost like a perfect wrap up of what we've been saying the whole day. Where it's like, you know, as humans, we're so afraid of failure and we think that failure is, you know, the ultimate failure, but they're really just, you know, stepping stones to success as long as you continue along, you know, whatever path that you've chosen. Yeah. And so, like, you know, your your first attempt at something may not be the, you know, the, the winning idea, but as long as you keep, you know, reiterating it and, and cutting the fat and, and improving, then you know you you have no choice but to succeed at some point if that's if you know that that's the path that you need to be on you know like sometimes you need to fail at a lot of things before you find that one thing that you like yeah. but that's just life and yeah i think we're as as a society afraid of failure so much that we don't even try things and 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 that stagnancy you know in in our culture or or in in our 
society at large is is bubbling up to the surface because people are so afraid to try things mm-hmm. that they you know they judge themselves but in, in like in an even further aspect are judging others because of their failures and it's like well you didn't even try so you know go out there and try a little bit and mm-hmm. appreciate appreciate the steps to success you know like overnight success doesn't happen in one year that's right and like we don't like think about that too though like when i used to like this is how deeply i didn't even notice that like appreciation ran my life okay so i would get pissed off with my friends when they would ask me how to do something <laughs> okay <laughs> especially in video games because i i had a lot of time on my hands to like do whatever the fuck i wanted and my mom knew that i was like wasn't going to turn out to be a shitty person. Like, I think she just had like instinct to go, okay, I think this kid's pretty self-adjusted. Well, right. So she basically just left me on my own and, you know, like I would always play video games, but I think I turned out being a decent guy that video games didn't corrupt my life. Um, You know what I mean? Like, I think parents worry too much about that shit. But um, when my friends would come over to play, because I'd already played the game, they'd always want me to walk them through how to play. And I had to discover it. I had to spend hours developing the skills and they wanted all of that without having to develop it themselves. Mm -hmm. I had the appreciation of my time that I put in to actually get good at it. And it really, like, it used to upset me when my friends would just want, like, get mad at me for not telling them. And, like, I would hand them the instruction booklet out and be like, here you go, there's the start. <laughs> or you can jump in and learn as you go, like I did. Right? And I would never tell my friends how to play. And what usually would end up happening is it would spark kind of like a really, really good internal feud between us where... Um, we would play until they beat me. And that could be like three, four months. That could be like years, right? But eventually they would beat me and both of us would find the game less fun because they had to basically learn the game on such a high fundamental level. I wasn't the best at games. I just knew how to break games down because I knew that they were written and, and coded, which means they could only think so far. Right, there had to be end. Like, imagine a maze that always has ends. You, you never really get out of until you like go to the center and turn it off, and then all the walls mm-hmm. go down. Right, what you're doing is you're finding out all the ends and where all the pathways lie, because maybe there's a different game inside of the maze that it's not about escaping. Right, and that's how I looked at video games. Was let's find all the ends. Let's see how far this can go, so that I know. When my friend does this thing, if I do this because it's within the, the realm of the game, that the outcome will statistically favor me. Because I just knew the game so well. I wasn't the best player, though. I just was able to, like, think of it like the best sparring partner you can find. Right? I would never be a good boxer in the ring, but... At, at sparring, I'm a fucking squirrely bastard. 
<laughs> right. That's the way that I would look at it in boxing. Like I would not want to be an actual professional boxer, but I wouldn't mind getting in the ring. Right. If I was into boxing. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's the way that I look at it. Like think about this. Okay. Um, did you ever have a Nintendo? Uh, yeah. 64. A 64. Did you um, ever yeah. play, did you ever play Mario Kart or, um, uh, Mario World. Uh, yeah, love them. Love them. Okay, great. Yeah. So those are based off an older system that if that didn't exist, you wouldn't have had those games and you wouldn't have had the 64, right? Yeah. Okay, let me ask you another question that probably seems unrelated. How do you feel about playing cards? Playing cards? Yeah. Like, like poker or whatever? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I I play cards, but... I, I don't I don't do it too much. How do you feel in comparison to playing cards and to um like your sixty four? And to uh, like and to, and to like Mario in general. I mean I, I definitely like Mario more than pe- playing cards. I'm uh, a little little video game nerd. Absolutely, right? So like <laughs> imagine if Nintendo didn't pivot from playing cards to video games. Oh yeah, right. Right? But yet you can have now, like think about your um, appreciation for playing cards. Mm-hmm. It may have grown, even if it grew just a little bit. That's powerful. Yeah. Right, and that's all. All that happened was adding another connection, which to me is like the more connections that we plug into things, the more light they shine. Mm-hmm. Right, and so like the more appreciation you have for something, the more light is shone upon it. It doesn't necessarily mean that what happened was good, right? It just necessarily means that it happened. Yeah. Right? Like, every single person, here's a fucked up thing. Every single person that was born um, in, let's see, mid-July, fuck, I want to say like mid-July, mid-August, um, no, sorry. Um, in early 2002, every single person born was greatly affected by an event that happened nine months before that. Or, or, mm-hmm. or four months before that in September. Every single one of them before they were even born or even thought of as a concept to be on this planet was affected. That's how connected we are to the existence that we're in. But we're taught to like do all this gratitude stuff without understanding why we should be grateful for it. Mm -hmm. Right. So appreciation is really the magical power that people have, because if you can appreciate where, like if you can appreciate where you, where you're going, you need to be appreciating where you come from. Or if you want to be mm-hmm. grateful for where you're going, you need to appreciate where you come from. Yeah. Right. And no one has ever had, no one will ever have your experience. So guess what? Only you can appreciate where you come from. It's not up to anybody else to see that, notice it, or anything like that. Only you. I fucked with that. Yeah. Just gave me the chill. I like that. Right? Like, but that's, I mean, that's dope. 
That's that's I think those moments are like some of the greatest moments to have in life. Right. Right. Just been like shit. That's it. Right. Like you know, like it's been it's been a while since I've felt I had I had my first awakening probably I want to say like 2011 2012 and then like my big one in 2000 like 15 and mm-hmm. since then um have been like on like a steady that's why like in uh in July to 25th I think it was I opened my account on Twitter because I had all of this information inside of me that I wanted to get out into the world. And that breaking of like that fucking chain and creating a new one was like a rush of energy that I'd never felt before. Like I felt like a brand new fucking person. And what I've learned is if you stop having experiences in life, you stop being able to produce that amount of power. And I stopped having experiences. Right. That's why I like, I'm ex- like, that's why I'm doing the board game now. That's why I wanted to, um, like, you know what I do for a living, right? Uh, I don't remember. I think was it like graphic design or something? No. Um, I, no. I create I, on like a, my friend knew that I loved making like edible cookies and, and, and baked oh, okay, goods. Yeah, okay. And um, he challenged me to make a gummy version of an edible. So I yeah. learned how to do that and put it all together and manufactured it. And what was supposed to just be a little project between me and him turned out to be something that a lot of people really, really liked. And now three of us make the product that I created for like full-time work. That's what you said. Yeah. Right. And so like what I, how I go around, like, cause people are just like, Oh, you do this or you do that. And I'm just like, well, you can classify it as that. But what I really do is make and manufacture my own product. Yeah. Right. That's the way that I look at it. Right. I don't, and the thing is that I don't push the book that I wrote. Like, nobody really knows that it exists. <laughs> right? Which is what I like. Because I didn't write it. Like, I wrote it so that people could understand me. But also understand themselves. Because at a core fundamental level, a majority of our code, like, I would say, think about it in terms of... Um, percentages of storage broken down into different things, right? Like all of us have application space where we upload, download, install applications, but every single one of us are based off of one of a few operating systems. And if we share the same operating system, then we have those lines of common or those lines of code in common, right? So like, If we both have iPhones, then we share those lines of the operating system. But you and I, you have an Android, right? No, I'm on my phone. Your iPhone? 
Yeah, I'm a Mac user. Hold on, hold on. I'm a simpleton. Hold on. So am I, though. <laughs> hold on. I just want to make sure of something then. Why does it always come through as text? Uh, well, I, I use, um, uh, what do you call it? Like Google phones a lot. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So it's probably going through that. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and like on iPhones, it's the beautiful thing is, is that if you don't have data, it will just send as a text message. Yeah. Right. So is, I think is incredible. Right, like what millennials have today, like what younger kids have today and what they do with their devices blows my mind. Right. My niece is 14, 15. She shows me shit that I never fucking thought of. Right, and she's just like, do this, this, and this. And I was like, fuck, I've had this the whole time. She's like, yeah, and laughs at me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> right, but, um, Okay. Um, but okay, since both of our phones have like are both iPhones though, we have um our phones communicate on a similar like uh, basically the same. Yeah. Right? And they can communicate to each other the same way. Right? Whereas like an Android and a iPhone would have um would communicate differently. It's not that they wouldn't be able to communicate. Because they have a third party that's helping them, right? Just like iPhones do too, right? But the third party is kind of like out of the way. Whereas like, that doesn't matter, but like Android and Android will go together too, right? So human beings are are the same way. Our operating system, I'm, my guess is there's only a select few in existence, like true operating systems like how there's Android, Samsung, Huawei, right? Those guys, right? Manufacturers of phone. There's probably manufacturers of like this experience that have their own operating systems. So if you can start recognizing that in human beings, you'll be able to communicate with them better too. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And I think that's why you and I communicate, can like, we can go super shallow or super deep depending on like, not like, sorry, we can go super shallow or, su- or super deep regardless of um, where we are in the conversation just because we're comfortable that way, yeah. right? Because we have that level of communication. Like we have that software that allows us both to do it. But if you didn't, we would have to more than likely as, as, um, and I'm sure that you, okay, when, when, in your program, right. Um, like your podcast that you guys do, you, uh, have you found that you kind of have to, depending on the person, especially one that's more like a, ch- who has a child mindset towards it, that you can only basically go pull them along at their level that they're at. Oh, right. Definitely. So you kind of have to lower your speed to like go, okay, where are they at? Oh, they're at here. Okay. Remember when I was there? Yeah. Let's go to there. Right. And yeah. pull them along. That's normally what I have to do with people that I don't necessarily have the same operating system with. Mm-hmm. I legitimately have to figure out what is their operating system and then 
create those programs and files and applications to be able to communicate. Or draw on like older stuff, like past, um, like past moments and memories, right? Because like whenever you tell somebody, whenever you explain someone um, about Bitcoin, you are explaining it to them from the current moment that you're in. Right? Yeah. yeah, not in when you first discovered about it or your second big discovery or the thing that really made it cool. Right? All of those are combined together with everything else and that's how you explain it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And most people... And, and that's why you and I get along <laughs> right because i think the same way right like the reason why i like long form stuff is because we can get through so much more shit than a 10 imagine if our phone if, our, if you had 10 minutes yeah we barely get past the intro in 10 right minutes. <laughs> right but i wouldn't have given this up like i was looking forward to it i thought i would have been late uh going for my soak i didn't get out of bed till twelve thirty. Oh like, yeah i nice. was just like today my roommate is away he's like gone for the next 11 days today was day one of that and i was just like there's nobody here like nobody in the back of my mind here to judge me on like any decision that i make i'm gonna lay in bed till like i want to get up and that was 1230. Let's go. Yeah. But um, no, but like super excited. Like I got your message and I was like, dope, he's down. Right. And that was, you know, I knew that at some point I'd have to get out of bed. Whoa. Deja vu. Like my heart stops every single time cops go by my door. <laughs> but I also have this rational fear that um, anyone that goes slow behind me is like in a car, I'm going to get like a drive-by shooting. Uh, like yeah, it's, it's fucked, man. Um, but no, like I, um, I got your message and was super excited about it, right? Went and had a good soak, got out, had a shower. And by that time, we were ready to talk. But if... You know, like, I was glad when you said I have two hours. It's like, okay, good. We're actually going to get into something. Yeah. Right? Because it takes time. Yeah, I mean, and, and just knowing our history, like, I know. Yeah. I know that we'll, we'll, need, a, we'll need a good little chunk of time to, to get to the nitty gritties. I think so, too. I really think that um, there's a part one and a part two. To, to, to like, us. Like, it's, like... Um, a morning surf and an afternoon surf. We got the, we got the morning <laughs> right. surf out of the way. We've had lunch. We've let it digest. We're cool. We're chilled. Um, and now we're ready to hit the waters again. And we surf different waves because we've warmed up. Yeah. Right. But we need both to get, like, we need the first one to get the second. Mm -hmm. Right. So I always like, and I know that time is something that we only have a finite amount of. So, always in deep appreciation when anyone is just like, yeah, I'll give you two hours. Right. 
and this is longer than that, but you know what I mean? Like you were just yeah. like, yeah, I got two hours. I was just like, shit, man, that's like, that's, that's better than gold. Right. Like that to me, that's because you're never, you're not going to get this amount of time back period mm-hmm. ever. Right. And how many times have you had a discussion with somebody, even if it was like two to three minutes and you're just like, I ain't getting that back. <laughs> that motherfucker still three minutes three. For me. <laughs> right you'd rather you'd rather give them five dollars to leave you alone than to lose those three minutes right you don't want to yeah right fuck right and and i'm the same way right like so that's why when like i can run a marathon with people i'd rather do that Right. So, um, but it is five. So we probably should be responsible human beings and, and, and get these dinner stuff going. <laughs> so, right. right absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, well, dude, it's always a blast. I always have a good time. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to set one up for another few months. I mean, I don't know what the last time it's been. Since I think it's usually like we go one. like a month and a half to two. All right. Well, yeah. Then I guess uh, we'll catch some waves the next the next cycle. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Okay. Well, be well, and uh, well, we will talk soon. All right, dude. All right. Much appreciated. Enjoy- uh, we'll keep in touch. Sounds dude. good. Enjoy dinner. You as well, dude. Right, peace. peace.